Hello, we coming to you live from the wrong dog. I've pressed record, Jerry. Jerry's just at the bar there. He's uh, pouring lovely crisp pints as we find ourselves locked down in the wrong dog. <sighs> Sorry, mate, I was pouring myself a pint. Oh, that's lovely. That's a lovely one. The, on this lockdown podcast, we, we talk about a lot of things. But mostly... We talk about the glory days because it's nice. It's nice at this time, isn't it, to, to remember. Remember the good times. That's what we keep telling ourselves. That's how we rock each other to sleep at night. We tell stories of the good old days. Absolutely. We, we, we cast our mind way back to a time most of our viewers, all of our viewers will be very familiar with, back on the circuits, the comedy circuits of, of, of the UK. Well, and I mean, it were, it were thriving back in the day. Thriving. It were you, well, just everyone knew. Everyone knew. Who didn't go to the clubs? Everyone went to the clubs. Everyone, everyone. I know went to the clubs. Absolutely, mate. I didn't know a single person who didn't go to the clubs. And, and, we, and we knew all the acts. And of course, unfortunately, some of the acts have faded into obscurity. But everyone knew the acts. And it's, it's, it's nice to bring them back to the forefront of the memory. Yes, absolutely. Talking about some of our acts. Uh, you know, some we've had some some great features on 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 some of your forgotten acts you know from the from the early days before you found your feet in that yeah, um, we, we've spoken to, to some of the greats um we're going to continue to speak to some of the greats today i'm, I'm very excited for who we've got on the show today is it's, oh, it's uh, going to be a good one it's a blinder really isn't it absolute oh, blinder absolutely. i can't i can't believe we did it really yeah so it's we'll, we'll let that surprise come um but maybe we should talk about the day we first met yeah oh mate yeah yeah it was a good day mate well it was it was back in uh it must have been a good couple of years ago now mate. it was the start of the golden years it it? was the start of the golden years mate and i remember i was there yeah i looked a bit different back then um i was happy man i was thin i was thin yeah i was thin i was thinner yeah and Uh, uh, yeah no the, the day the day um the first day we met uh i uh I was trying out me my first act. You were, mate. You put the court, you put the thing on town notice board, saying need people to come see act. I think that's what it says. I I, I couldn't really understand what you wrote, uh, but I, I think that was, and you and you and you, you scribbled a map of your house. That were in the blind Susan, uh, as it were called then. It's obviously now called the dead crow. Obviously, so, and, and I, I remember I walked in. There was me, uh, Bobcat Leslie was there. Uh, I think Mark the Finger was there as well. Mark the Finger, that's a name I've not heard in a very, very long time. Oh, he, he was great. He, he was a fantastic comic. Yeah, I've not heard that name in a very, very long time. Absolutely. He was a dog botherer, but he was... Yes. He was He was good at what he did, to be honest. So it, it made us... It, it, we didn't mind. Well, you know, I think, I think what happened with him is he just got carried away. He did. It was funny at the start, but, you know... Uh, because yeah. you, you think, and when you're here, t- tonight's act is going to finger a dog live on stage. That gets the crowd very, very excited. They're ecstatic, mate. But the novelty wears off in a, in around the 30th minute. It does, and you can see the dog's not... The dog, it starts off being a bit into it, you know. His tail's wagging, it's happy for the attention, but... You know, after a while, it just... Well, that's that's the thing he began to learn. is There is a maximum number of times a dog can climax in a 30-minute set. 
And when the dog, you know, starts getting submissive and looks like it's enjoying it, it's, it's not the same. It's uncomfortable. When it when it when it has those hungry eyes, mate, it, you know, it's more than an act at that point. Well, it's it's the next night when the dog's you know pouring at the door and and he's not there. You know, because it's it's a different set, isn't it? It's a different different. It's a, it's it's a different all, setting. You never had the same comics. Two nights in a row, you could you always count on that in the glory years. You can't count on that now. Exactly, but it was always Burning Peter that followed Mike the Finger. I remember that, and uh, of course, Burning Peter he didn't he wasn't allowed near dogs because no. of the accident. You had a good following at that point, but but I was I was brand new, um, and uh, I remember stepping on that stage, um, and well, at first I got abused, obviously, because of the way I looked. People Obviously. were worried. They were worried, um, you know. Um, but once they started doing the dance, yes, they came round. They did. You won them all over with that dance, mate. Yeah. And the, the free marmalade, that is really, I think, what made people love the act. They did. It wasn't only an act, mate. It was a, it was a service, to be honest. You're right. Um, and in, in, in the time, what you were doing was revolutionary, mate. It, no one had really done that before. No. Uh, not not for a long time, anyway. No, um, no, no. And I, I can, you know, I still have dreams now of them, of the audience, you know, chanting, Marmalade man, Marmalade man, Marmalade man. And I, I'd give anything to, to, to go back there. But um, what ruined the act in, in the long term were, were the costs, really. Um, the abuse as well, obviously. There was a uh, lot of from, abuse from, yeah. from the, you know, the, the media relating that, um, yes. and you know, some of the venues as well, because you know, women ran some of those venues, and it were a disgrace. And you know, they it were, it were a disgrace. Play in that, and they never wanted me to do the act. Um, but yeah, that was, but that was it. And you were, you were very helpful at that time. I remember, I remember, um, you know, you would, you, you would come to me defence quite a lot. Well. Uh, it's almost time, maybe, to be thinking about phoning our first guest. I think that's right. I think that's right. And uh, we thought for our first guest, we'd we'd just surprise him with a with a phone call because we we know him well. Um, and you said you still got his number in your phone. Yeah, yeah, I've still got his. I've still got. Let me have a look. Yeah, I've still got his number. We Speed remembered down. him in the early days when uh, when he were a club comic with his brother. We um, did. So we're going to give the one and only Barry Chuckle a quick call. Oh, let's give him a little ring. That's it. Dial up that uh, phone, Jenny. Just give me one second. Uh, got to hold it ring now, mate. Okay, here we are. Oh, it's ringing. He's, he's, he's probably not. He'll pick up. He's, he's ringing. Okay. The number you have dialed okay, it's, it's, gone, it's, it's gone to voicemail, mate. Should we leave him voicemail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Hello, Barry, you old bastard. It's me, it's Jenny Gallo. Hey, uh, listen, mate, mate, I'd love to get a catch-up, mate. Um, I, I don't know what you're doing right now, but you <laughs> can't be too busy. Oh, Paul isn't giving you too much, uh, too much trouble. Um... Hey, uh, uh, fucking, um, just f- call me back, mate. It's fair. I'll fuck up. Is yeah, that all right? There we are. Um, is that I'm fine? sure That's he'll, fine, he'll call back before the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm sure he will. We uh, won't call Paul, though, because Paul is a bastard. 
Paul is bad. He's horrible, man. He Paul's horrible. He's he's an absolute. Uh, he's. Well, I don't want to say it, uh, but you'll know what I'm thinking. He's one of those. Okay, well, we should probably speak to our second guest. Uh, so we're going to give him a quick call. Um, in the meantime, you can listen to this little jingle that we've made. Live from the wrong dog. Wasn't that bloody great? Now, I think it's time. I think it's time to pick up this goddamn phone. Now, let, 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 me, let me give a little ring. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Come on. Okay, here we are. Dial speed there. There we are. It's ringing. It's ringing. Oh. Uh, hello, mate. Hello. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. Who's it's, this? Who's this? It's, it's, it's Jenny, mate. It's, uh, Jenny, Jenny Callow from from Jerry... from television. Oh my God, Jerry Callow. I haven't I haven't heard from you in years. How you doing, son? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm doing well, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, everything's. Fine. How, oh, how wow. are you, how's, mate? How's your arm? How's your arm doing? My arm? My arm? a funny story, mate. My arm, I've, they'll, 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 the viewers don't know about me. My arm's is better now. I've got most of my function back, actually, which is fantastic. Oh, thank God. Thank God. That was one of the worst accidents I've ever seen on set. It was, it was ridiculous. Well, yes, mate. I, I say I do I do my own stunts. I do my own stunts. <laughs> That's no, the sort yeah, of man no. I am. We told you not to, and you did it, and it was amazing. Uh, it, I mean, it went like a charm, but afterwards, you were—you know—you were, we were very worried about you. Oh we yeah, I, well, I was in hospital. I had to stop filming for about four months. Well, uh, yeah, you didn't even want to go to hospital. You kept shouting, "Don't know, not the hospital. No, don't take me there." And, well, uh, it, it, back it was then a there was getting you in there. Well, yeah, if I remember correctly, I think it was you specifically that that that, that, that pushed me in that van and then put the bar across that van. It, 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 in some sense, mate, I'll never forgive you for that. Yeah, well, you know, paycheck's a paycheck, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. Well, look, 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 enough about the bygones. Bygones are bygones, mate. Jenny, you know? mate. Yes, mate. Who have you called? I don't know if I know this uh, man. Sorry, would you like to introduce yourself to, to, yeah. to the ladies and gentlemen? Of course. Uh, I'm uh, Charlie Blaster, uh, OBE. I'm... Uh, I, uh, I know Jerry. Uh, I used to work as a set operator on uh, Raven, the CBBC show. You know, like so, uh, when they'd be going through the obstacle course, I'd be moving the the cardboard axe back and forward, or I'd be swinging the, the heavy bag across the way and trying to knock the little kiddies over. Uh, and uh, yeah, I worked on that for about eight years. Uh, and I remember Jerry, we'd uh, one of the producers had brought him in as a sort of consultant at the time. Uh, on you know, uh, working with you know kids TV, being the being the you know, well, he's an expert, isn't he? Been in it long enough. I am, uh, yeah, I'd say I am, yeah. And I think we uh, struck up a bit of a bit of a good relationship uh, when we were smoking a joint behind one of the bins one day. Well, no, so that's uh, no, no, um, well, no, when you when you say that, of course, you you're referring to the the, the, the pigs we used to barbecue. Uh, for the barbecues, because I've I've never I've I've never done drugs or anything. That's uh... right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It was a nice joint, uh, a loin, a loin joint of uh, like a honey glazed pork. It was honey barbecue. glazed on a barbecue. It was honey glazed pork on a on a barbecue on the set of Raven. There was on the set of Raven. We had a barbecue and we just had we had lots of meat on the on the Raven. There was barbecue. See. Oh, it's very nice. So, so you, I think you two must have met each other thinking about it. Because Derek, weren't you working for the for the craft services that were doing the BBC around that time, washing washing the pots? Was that was that then? 
Yeah, 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 that probably would have been me pot wash days. Um, what what year were it? Oh, God, I think it were uh, something. I mean, I, I worked on Raven right from the beginning, uh, from uh, 2002 right up until... I mean, I didn't do the new seasons with the... With the there's, there's, they've got a lady doing it now, would you believe? God, what lady? What on Raven? They've they got a lady of some sort, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know her name. I, I don't watch it personally. I refuse to be a part of it. I said, I, I remember saying to them... When they said they'd reboot it, I said, "If you're not getting Mackenzie back, I'm not in." What's well, is the point? it still is it still the original actor playing Navar though? They have not changed Navar. They've not changed Navar, have they? Well, a lot of the time, sometimes it was you know any of us played Navar. We just you know it was a big big black cloak. Sometimes I was Navar. Sometimes it was my kid. I'd bring my you kid. You were Navar. Yeah, sometimes. No. Sometimes when I did was... the when I did the consultation, they always told me, Jenny, don't go near Navar. He's a nasty, nasty man. Are you saying well, that they were just having me on? Well, no. Some of the people that did play Navar, of course, they were nasty men, I suppose. Uh, if You know, sometimes we'd have guest stars or sometimes it would just be people that we'd find, you know, near the set that day. Um, so well, yeah, some of them were nasty, I suppose. Some of them were nice. That's quite an really approach. to judge. Yeah, that, that, that is a, that's quite a, a, a casting policy of the BBC. Um, mm. I got many of my early jobs in the, in the industry that way, just sort of hanging around and, and hoping someone would ask you to wear something. Absolutely. I remember some of my days I used to stand outside the BBC building in London and just ask passers-by to, to wear certain items. And, you know, they, they, they would. And I think it's I think it's quite an important sort of handle on the arts, really. That, that's how it used to operate. It's exactly how I became Paxman Schumann. That is how you became Paxman Schumann. Now, I don't, I don't mean to steer the conversation away, but there, there are some important things that I think we do need to discuss. Yes. Mm, and I, mm. I, I, need, I need to ask you, mate, right. what is wrong with this country? Great question. Oh, God, right. Uh, well, I mean, where do I start? Uh, I suppose, you know, red tape. There's bloody loads of red tape That's everywhere. You can't move, can you? You're bloody can't tangled up in it. It's, it's, it's around your face. And your arms, and your hands, and your mask. It's like you know. a spider's web. It's like a sort of big bowl of red spaghetti, and you can't. It's none of it's tasty because it all tastes like shit. Absolutely, because I, I know, I know. Obviously, before you came working in in the UK, you used to live in Australia. I think it was was it Australia, and then you had the brief no. stint in Argentina for four months. Is it not Australia? Sorry, mate. Where, where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, I'm from Barry Island in in, uh, in in Wales. Of course, sorry, mate. I I know so many people. But you had the brief stint in Argentina for four months, of course. Uh, yeah, of course which yeah. I could never get you to talk about that. Uh, but well, we the... were doing Jungle Run at the time, weren't we? Yeah, I, I always forget they filmed Jungle Run in a location. I, really, the, the amount of work they did to make that jungle look like it was just a set was fantastic. Well, it was really important at the time that it looked like it was a set. It looked, it was important one, one for the producers, so that the, you know they thought that the, a lot of the money was going on fees, uh, when actually, you know, actually it was going in on the location. But this way, it was easier for the producers to say that they were paying everyone involved. Uh, and the other thing, of course, was the little kiddies. You know, we didn't want to stress them out too much. We didn't want them to think, you know, oh God, it's a real jungle. What if there's some sort of jaguar prince coming out of the coming out of the dark? You know, so. Uh, we made it look as safe as possible. I feel like we're going down a dark path. Here. Let's spin it back to the light. Let's spin it back yeah, to the light. Yeah. So, Good idea. What's your, what's your favourite Jerry moment? you got to have one. God, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, wow. Uh, 
Uh, I suppose it would have been one of the. I remember one of the awards shows. I can't remember which one it would have been now. Uh, probably not Bafta's. Uh, maybe one of the smaller scale. You know the smileys, the uh, the kids TV ones. Yeah, I've got lots of smile. Yeah, yeah, the smileys. I won a few times there. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I know. I've seen you. I mean, I remember we we'd meet up and have pre-drinks each year before the smileys, wouldn't we? Yeah, of course what we about did, the, yeah. the award ceremony you made, uh, Jerry? Were they the, the ticklers? The, the ticklers. Was it the tickles? Uh, where they, where the kids no, that the was tickles? the one that John. That was the one that John Tickle made, wasn't it? Oh, maybe. Oh, that was John. That was John Tickle's one. I I, I think. Uh, was it the? the... It was, I think it was the Tiplers or something. I think uh, there was a copyright issue. I remember that when we made it. There was a copyright issue. But that no, that was more of a ceremony for the kids. Right, we would okay. give the awards to the kids who was the best at, at being tickled. That that was a separate event uh, to, 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 to this one. We, 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 we did used to drink before that one, but not, not together. The Smileys. It was... Yeah, because we, we, we'd, yes. we'd, we'd meet in my flat, wouldn't we? We'd, we'd meet at your flat. Uh, and we'd have, we'd have two Guinnesses at your flat. We'd, uh, we'd, have, we'd buy a couple of cans. And then we'd uh, we'd have a quick sandwich, and then we'd go down to I think it was uh, Tiger Tiger, uh, and then we'd, uh, we'd we'd you know we'd dance for a couple of hours. We'd see if we could pick up a few other people to come with us to the awards, yeah. sort of like an we entourage. Could. I remember, which was nice. I remember we used to try really hard. I think once we almost got one person, and it, and, and 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 he was so close to coming along, but I, he's, I think his wife called him. He was it, so it was, keen. It, he was he was really up for it. He genuinely yeah. was, and it was such a shame when he when he had to go because his wife left the oven on. I think she was. I think she, I think deep down she was probably jealous. She probably thought that you know this this guy, her, her Blake, she's probably like he's got you know he's got talent, and maybe if he goes there, they'll discover it, and then you know I'll be shot because he'll be off somewhere getting his end Absolutely. away on some young starlet, you know. Absolutely, that I think that's what would have happened, to be honest. But of it's course, exactly no. what would have happened. Yeah, once you, once you, once you bring someone, you know, once once you start, once you bring someone into your orbit, Jerry, they're like set on a path for, for they're set on a very specific path for you know for, for big things. For big, for, for absolutely, they're for, they're for big things, and that that's part of the wonderful thing about what we what we've discovered asking this with the Jerry moments, is mm. that that I have a. A, a talent. I don't want to say a, a natural talent, but maybe a learned talent for for stardom and finding people who are going to be the next big thing, or um, will be on TV for an episode, or or yeah, yeah. it's just it's well, just something that I've got within me. Well, that was it. That was it at the Smileys uh, that year. I remember that that was. I think it was that year that you we, we were there, and it uh, wasn't that where you met John Boyega. Who's now, you know, doing all his bloody Star Wars stuff? And I then, did. You know, well, you, that's that's you... the thing people forget is that the Bayega w- were a contestant on Spit on It. He was. What was he was. What was what was Spit on It? Oh, Spit on It. I think that was when you were you were doing uh when you were in Argentina. Yeah, I don't think I worked possibly on that before. One. No, it, uh, were, it were a game show, greatest great game show ever made. Oh, it 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 was great, mate. Spit on It was it was iconic. It it only run for a couple of episodes. You I think people realised it was. Cam. Filmed on an Andy cam. It was, it was, if you imagine 50 50, but just more. It was, it had more, it had more danger. It had more passion. It had, it, it had more, the, the camera, it was a bit shakier, but it, the Quite kids, it was raw. It, it was, yeah, yeah. I'd go as far as say it was visceral. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds brilliant. Wow. If you're going to leave it on, on copy. 
uh, we got a couple of tapes. Uh, some are in the BBC archives, but we obviously can't some get to them. Some are in police custody. Some are in police custody in their evidence, but I think the the, the statute of limitations that runs out in about twenty years. So we'll, we'll, if, if we're still about them, we'll, we'll we'll have a viewing party. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, put a reminder on my Siri. I've got a couple under me bed as well. I um, know where we bloody met, mate. Where was that? It were in the trial. Jerry's yeah, trial. You course, you testified. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. I remember. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. You were his lawyer, weren't you? Yes, you, I was. You were yes, I was indeed. Yes, I was. Proud, proud man. Proud, proud oh, man. Goodness. Made, made yeah, me yeah. father proud that day. Yeah, well, he was there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He's a judge. I know. I've I've been listen. I've I, look. I'm a set operator on children's TV. I've been to a lot of trials uh, for misconduct, and uh, and and I've never seen a greater injustice than on that day. Nothing. Thank you, nothing, mate. I appreciate you know? that. Yeah, I couldn't believe I, it. It, and it, sh- it was and a farce. And the bloody shit they're doing to Rolf Harris now is outrageous. I can't believe it. I can't believe that they. It's it's a shame. It's 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 a nightmare. They might as well sit him down, burn him, and you know, burn other things on top of the fire that's on his tummy. I don't know. I but you know, it's it's nonsense. It's bloody red tape these days. You can't do nothing with no one and anywhere. Certainly can't keep a secret about it. You know, God forbid. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I like all the things you're saying, mate. I, I really do. And 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 I, I've always said, and 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 you, you shoot me down if you think I'm wrong. Uh, that that that's your right, and I uphold that right. But. I've always said they've gone after all of these people. They've gone after your Jerry's. They've gone after your Harris's. Yet Paul Chuckle is a free man. He oh, walks you won't the hear streets nothing. free. You won't hear nothing about Paul, will you? You won't not a single drop about Paul. But you know, you know why that is, right? Oh no, go why and tell that? me. It's because he's been having it off with Carol Vorderman for thirty years. I mean, no one, no one can touch her. No one can touch Carol. No, you know, no, that's in the. That's Jenny, in the you, you tried that one time, didn't you? And I did. I did. Yeah, and and she said, you, "You didn't get into that episode of Countdown." I did. I didn't. Uh, she, she was having none of it. Absolutely none of it. Were you playing, and, or were you in the audience? In that particular time, I I, I was in the audience. Uh, it's, it's 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 a long, confusing story. She looked at me a couple of times because, of course, I'm Jerry Callow from the television. So I just wandered up and just sort of tried to give her a hug, and she was having none of it. Sure, security got involved. Uh, Paul sent me a letter a couple of days later, obviously expressing his displeasure. Couldn't read, it, of course. Paul's Paul's illiterate, but yeah, no. Well, I, I do you know what I think? I I remember. I might, I don't think I was there that time, but I, I we used to work on Countdown. I was, I was the bloke that moved the little hand around on the clock, and I'd make the noise behind as well. You know, the famous one. And you were bloody good at that, mate. I, I, I always used to watch Countdown and think, I know that man. I'm proud of that man. Speaking of your your best gigs, the best things you've done, um, because that's probably definitely up there. But back back in your early days, mate, and we're talking way back, but b- before Avon and before Countdown, when you're in the circuit, do you have a favourite club? Or, or what's the favourite TV show you worked on? Come on, what, that. we just want your best moment. What's your best moment? Right, yeah. Um, I suppose there was one day when I, I remember I'd spent about I spent about six months working on on you know funny you should mention it on Get Your Own Back. Um, and uh, I remember one day, uh, you know, we were cleaning up after a big after after a after a record, and um, they left me they left me with the keys, and they said, "Would you lock up?" And uh, and I said, "Yeah, of course." And um, they all they all went home, you know. And uh, I just had a whole night to myself, 
in in the whole studio you know I, so I, so I flipped back on all the lights and I, I reinflated all the all the uh, you know all the pads and all the big totems and I and I filled bloody filled the, the pool with gunge and I, I just I just ran through the whole thing you know uh, I got all the velcro pads out threw myself at the wall uh, quite hard to get myself off of the wall once I was on the velcro uh, but you know and then I just went and relaxed in the gunge for a little bit you know sort of like a detox it was it was you, nice. It was very relaxing. Are you saying you had twenty four hours unsupervised use of the gunge? That mate is heaven. I had about twelve. I had about twelve hours of uh, yeah unlimited gunge, um, which I've I've never I've never really nothing's ever really topped that for me, and neither professionally nor personally, certainly not sexually. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a different time. And now again, like you say, red tape. When was the last time you saw Gunge on, t- on the telly? When was the last time? When was the last time you saw a little kitty bloody chucking themselves hard at the Velcro wall? When was the last time you saw that? You know, you, you just can't fire kids at walls anymore. You just can't drown no. them in viscous liquid. It's just, it's a shame. But it you're you're making homemade Gunge, aren't you? At the minute, Jerry, you've well, been you've been at that. You know, well, it's, it's a long term project. Yeah. You know, I've got I've got probably about half a litre of it now. It's been going for about three years. You're trying it, to crack the recipe? There. You're trying to crack the, the secret Benson Phillips's special blend of 11 herbs and spices? Well, we're trying to. It's, it's more, I've only got one ingredient, but we're getting there. He's going we're to take there. that recipe to his grave, though, isn't it? You know, that's that's, oh, yeah. that's what he's made all of his real money from. He's a, he's, oh, yeah. he's not a good presenter, but he, he forced his way in. When you've got a gun recipe like that, that you know, you get what you want. There was he's, a period of time at the beginning, you know, at the CBC, when, when, when people first started talking about gunge, there was such a race to get, you know, the bit, you know, who can make the best gunge well, and the, get it in quickest. The great gun gunge race of, I think it was, two, like, 1997, you know. B- BBC, uh, ITV, Channel 5, all in on the race, you know, and, and Benson Spillett, you know, he's responsible for the BBC, you know, being where it is today, you know, because that, that, that could have that collapsed the corporation. And that was just the UK, you know. I mean, there were similar things happening over, there was, you know, France, Germany, uh, certainly certainly in China, you know. China, the Chinese were working day and night to get the, you know, get that. Get Don't Benson get me Phillips started on gunge. Chinese gunge. The stuff they used to make, it, it was like water. It was like coloured water. It, you'd, you'd pour that on a little kitty's head. It's just not the same, is it? No, it's not. No, I mean, you know, that's why, you know, DBP, he uh, he changed the game. He, he absolutely ruptured the market. And uh, well, as, as you say, Derek, you know, he's not a very good presenter, but he's a, he's a bloody good uh, gungician. Yeah, he is, and 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 a patriot as well, because you know he could have gone to ITV. They offered him a lot of money, but he he stepped through to, was... to Queen's England and, and went with 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 the British Broadcasting Corporation. Well, and we've we've got to stress when you say a lot of money. I heard the figures was fifty, sixty, seventy thousand pounds for that recipe. Oh, right. it, 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 per, per episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. I did hear though that he actually he did try to take it. Uh, he did try to take it to Dave. Uh, right at the beginning, uh, you know. Of course, this was back before Dave was on Teddy, and it was just you know a bloke called Dave. It was just Dave. Um, yeah. No, yeah, he did try and, and he, take it to Dave. He made some good shows before he went mainstream. I remember oh, those yeah. VHSs. Dave's independent these. They were honestly rivaled some of my early stuff. To be honest, the stuff that Dave did. But yeah, when 
when the broadcasting got to his head, he just he just wasn't the same. A lot of it was, you know, like that point of view style, and I just find that very immersive for children's television. Well, this is what we've been talking about, is the alternative children's comedy uh, that, you know, obviously Jerry was a part of, I was a part of, uh, you were a part of for a little while. You know, it were, it were, a, it were a big thing, alternative children's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, yeah. I remember we used to do, uh, we'd, we'd, you know, you'd get a group of kids and then we'd, we'd take them down to Burger King and then they'd all take it in turns one by one to go out to the counter to ask for one chip. And the the guy in the shop would bloody lose his nut. It was brilliant. We'd film it all. We'd get a get a get a get a clip of the of the manager calling them all, you know, you know, little bastard rats or something like that. And then you you flip it, turn it over, and you get someone like Stephen Mulhern to present it. And it's you know, God, it's gold. It's just gold. gold. And if you can get hold of those tapes now, and and people like Mulhern, are, you know, he is burning them anytime he finds them. Um, but, yeah, uh, Mulhern, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's a very proud, very proud man But now, he, he forgets you know. that he made his name in the alternative scene. Exactly, yeah. I mean, he, it was him that came up with the uh, shoot first, uh, ask questions later. That was a really good show. Long title, not no, very catchy. That was a bloody great show. But really good show. Uh, and he did yeah. Girl in a Bowl. Yeah, he did. That was him. Yeah. yeah. I think he followed it up with uh, with Dog in a Bowl, but it just didn't have the same kind of character to it, you know? No, the, the, the Chuckles have always had the dog market cornered, really. Um, you know, the Fuckle Brothers routine is, is one of the finest dog routines you'll find in any, anywhere in the UK. Oh, I'd go as far to say as the world. Though there's, there's some Taiwanese competition in that. Uh, I, I've spent a lot of time, you know, uh, researching the, the, that 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 area of, uh, of, of, of entertainment history. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I've seen your VHS collection, mate. It's, it's stacked high to the ceiling, to be honest. Did you know, I, I remember one thing that I don't think he ever actually fully recorded it, but he did show me in the green room uh, once. Mulhern, he can do that ping pong ball trick. Right, o- okay. Describe it to me. Well... He, you know, it's the it's the classic. You know, everyone talks about you know that you go to Thailand, you see the ping pong ball trick. Uh, what he does is he he takes a ping pong ball and he and he uh, he cuts it open halfway and then he does a little bit of poo and then he sort of, he sort of he puts the two halves back together, um, and then and then the, the the trick is you've got to try and carry it across the room uh, with it in your teeth. Uh, you got to carry it like as far as you can across the room without, you know, it, it breaking apart and all the shit spilling in your mouth. And that, mate, that is art. You don't yeah, see well, that anymore. No, no, it's avant-garde. It's avant-garde. Yeah. In a sense, it's beautiful. I never once saw a single bit of shit touch his lips. It was amazing. It, well, it, not it, when he was doing that trick, anyway. Oh, of course, no. We, we, we've all seen him after a few drinks, but it look. Just, just, just because I don't want to take up your whole day, mate, I, and I appreciate you buying the phone. I just, I just, you want to ask, what are you up to now, mate? What since since I last spoke to you, which probably what two thousand two thousand two, I think. What, what, what are you up to now? What wonders? What, 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 what amazing things have you been up to, really? Yeah, I suppose. Well, uh, you know, obviously, right now I'm not doing a lot, am I? None of us are. You know, um, I'm sitting in my, you know, I've got a little flat. A uh, little flat. Um, oh, sorry. Ah. <laughs> sorry, I had granola for breakfast. My doctor told me, you know, uh, again, it's bloody red tape, isn't it? She said, she said, Charlie, she said, Charlie, you can't have 10 sausages and a chicken for breakfast every day. And I said, you can. Well, 
I said, I can. I've, I've done it. I've seen it. I've done it. So I know you can. And she said, no, no, you shouldn't. And I was like, well, all right. And she said, you're going to die. And I said, no, I'm not. Charlie Blaster won't die. I've got an OBE. That's what you, that's, I remember you saying that. You've always said that. Charlie Blaster will never die. I've got an OBE. You were always saying that. Everything when it comes to danger or your brief scare with that mole. You, you, it's, it's all you ever said. Well, that's it. I mean, can you think of a single person living with an OBE that's dead? Exactly. You can't. Exactly. You just can't do it. But yeah, no, uh, now these days, well, uh, I suppose before all this bloody, uh, you know, virus uh, kicked off, I was, uh, you know, work, work doesn't come as, as freely and as, as frequently as it used to. Uh, you know, I was doing a little bit of set operating for uh, Have I Got News For You, uh, but it's not the same, you know, there's just not as much to do, you know, you boost his lop up in his seat a little bit. Uh, it's just, it's just the know. panels at the start, isn't it, really? With the, the, the panels at the start? Is it just that? Yeah, yeah, you know, you do the panels, uh, you, you make sure Hislop's got his booster seat, and then you uh, then you sit down. I mean, you, you know, I mean, it's good, really. You can have a lemonade while you're watching. Do you also uh, turn the microphones down on the women? I, I knew a fella who used to have to do that on the show as well. No, technically that, that that's a tech job, aren't right. I, you know, but, but they do get me to go and angle them away from the women slightly. Yeah, or, it makes or sense. Or if the women, if the women start talking too much, then I go, I just give their seat a little shake from behind, just a little like vigorous like shake. It's quite quick. You wouldn't catch it on TV. Are you? I know. I, I, this is probably a job they give to the runners. Do they still take the funny things that the women are about to say and give them to Paul Merton instead to make it look like he's about to say them? Do they still do that, or did they stop that now? Well, they haven't done it in a while. The problem is, I think even now, it's the the, the idea that Paul Merton. Like could be funny is it's just getting harder and harder to swallow every year. So I think what what they've started doing is they give them to the host instead. Or in fact, do you know what? I even saw a while ago Merton did come up with one good joke. It was you know, and it, it was it was a surprise. It was it was good. It was something about Palestine, and and it was good. Well, look, 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 listen, mate. I, I'll let you get back to your day. Okay. Have you got uh, anything you're flogging? Uh. Oh, you mean, oh, like, selling, selling, um, yeah, um, uh, well, I mean, oof. I've got quite a lot of old DVDs, some books, uh, just looking around my room, uh, I've got a couple jumpers I haven't worn in a while, it's quite hot at the moment, um, well, have you still got the orange jumper you used to wear, uh, I think yeah, it's like yeah. an orange, it's got like a blue stripe down it, it's like, I think it's not cashmere, but it looks like it might, have you still got that? Oh, yeah, no, no, it's actually Aaron wool. It's quite nice. Uh, yeah, no, I've got it. It's just for special occasions, you know. A lot of these days I'm just wearing, you know, just think, well, when you're around the house, what do you even wear, you know? I mean, I'm not wearing anything right now, you know. It's, it's you know, what? why bother? There's no one about to see it, you know, so who cares what colour it is? Well, why, why don't you give the listeners your mobile phone number and if any of them want to buy these DVDs off you, they can. Yeah, of course. So uh, my number's 0772 348917. Uh, Lab. Yeah. Give me a call. Uh, my email is uh, sircharliblaster, O B E, uh, at, um, what's it called? Uh, what's the one? Skynet.com. Well, it's been lovely speaking to you, Charlie. Absolute oh, pleasure, mate. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, you know, I, the best of luck to you, you guys. You know, I'm, I'm loving uh, everything you're doing at the moment. I try and, I try and keep up to date. But uh, when this is all over, we should. We should go and have a jar down the pavilion again, you know? 
Oh, that's a name I've not heard in a while. I haven't played cricket in, in absolute years, mate. Absolute yonks. I remember when I used to play cricket. No. Need to get you into a new sport, mate. I'll tell you all about it when you come down. Oh, nice. Like, have have, have you heard of Sabutio? Uh, uh, is she a singer? No, it's it's. All right, well, oh. I think that's enough. We don't need to speak to him any longer. All right, wait, well, well, okay, I'm gonna hang up now, mate. Okay. Yeah, great, lovely. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Bye. Cheerio. Cheerio.